The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two of Light the Tower on The Horn. Jeff Howe, Craig Way, Cameron Parker. Craig had to step out for just a second, so we will... uh... Let him handle business out in the hallway. Do what he's got to do. Specs text line is open 337-3776. Cam, I'm impressed with the amount of cocaine knowledge coming through on the Specs text line. Yeah. 1,500 grams would be a kilo or a brick and a half, according to one texter. Not owning up to anything, but math is math. Got another texter. It's 453 grams in a pound. Another texter says 454 grams per pound. I can't do conversions that quick, so shout out to... Uh, to you folks, looks like anywhere from, uh, let's say, between eighty dollars and $112,000, Cam, is uh, the amount of, the value of the cocaine that fell out of the fake pregnant person's belly. I mean, people the are preg- converting. Pre- fake pregnant person's fake belly. We got texts coming in like, yeah, a couple of flowers, this, grams to an ounce, ounces to kilo, bricks. I mean, wealth of knowledge coming in the spec sex line. You just love to see it. It's impressive, man. It's impressive. But also uh, a little little concerning for some of our uh, spec texters. No, nah, man. Hey, just when you start to doubt public education in yeah. the state of Texas comes through with that kind of knowledge just on the fly, boom. Do we know how much cocaine uh, the cocaine bear had? Did you ever watch the a movie, Joe? Man, dude, and, uh, and Big Craig te- uh, DM'd me on Twitter over the weekend asked me, I still have not man. seen Cocaine wow. Bear. I meant to do it this weekend, and like I said, I was doing some work at Horns 24-7, doing some database stuff, and just... Kind of lost my mind. Maybe we can have there. like a private showing for like the horn and just get cocaine bear up there and just we all watch it together. Dude, I'm down. I'm down like a like a special special movie selection at a local theater. Yeah. You go theater or theater? Theater. Okay. I probably have said both. I know I've said theater. both. Dude, how do you spell it? Because there's two ways to spell it too. This is incredible sports talk radio, by the way. Now there are two ways to spell theater. You can say T-H-E-A-T-R or T-H-E-A-T-R-E. I've always gone with the R-E. I think the British version is theater. No, as in the R. As in theatre. Yeah. With the T-R-E, theatre. When I was involved in the theatre, when I was in uh, high school and in the uh, North Carolina Shakespeare Festival and when in college, it was with the R-E. If you're going to the theater... You're going to see a movie. You sound like the COVID meat dude you met at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, I'm not worried about my meat, uh, the COVID. I'm worried about my meat and getting to the theater. The quality of his meat. Exactly. Captain Caveman, yeah, I, I'm still all in on Cocaine Bear. I just, I haven't, 
it's just haven't set aside the time to watch it. Yet. Yeah, I know it does, and profession gets in the way. So we'll we'll have to have to be on board with that. I was uh, I had to step out of the room for a moment there because uh, the arrangements are being made for me to uh, to not be in tomorrow because of that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it has to do with uh, keeping my house from being completely unlivable tomorrow. So we'll have Sark audio tomorrow from tonight's Texas Fight Tour stop in Houston. Uh, Perhaps Rodney Terry, perhaps Vic Schaefer. I don't know. We'll definitely have Sark, though. Uh, I'll open this up real quick. I don't know how much feedback we'll get since we're more than halfway through the show, but uh, I want to get some feedback on the Specs text line. We've heard Sark. He's been asked a lot of questions this spring and on Mm -hmm. these tours. For the general public, is there anything that you haven't heard Sark address that you want addressed or would like to hear addressed, and we'll play that audio on tomorrow's show. So I'm basically hmm. taking requests at this point. Yeah. I'm just... If it's appropriate. Okay, yeah, nothing silly and ridiculous, right? Is yes, that what you're saying? I'm not going to ask him the whereabouts of the pants he wore uh, going into the Oklahoma game <laughs> in 2021. You're not going to ask him That's about the, the camera catching him uh, cursing out the guy in the You know, that hasn't, that hasn't come up. Yeah. Yeah, that hasn't come up. So yeah, <laughs> I don't, and I don't know that it will. I'm sure Big Twelve Media Days, somebody will probably ask him. You think? <laughs> Anything's possible, I suppose. At Big Twelve Media Days, you get lots of weird questions. I, I like at Big this. 12 Media I like Days. this text coming in. Enough about cocaine. Have y'all talked about Sean Payton passing a bong around? No, I'm not. Have you seen that video? Jeff's googling it right now. I've not seen the video. Uh, the mm. first thing that comes up says Sean Payton's epic bong rip. All right. Well, I'll see ya. So it's not here. confirmed oh. that it's him, but I mean, how many people look like Sean Payton, right? Is this like the is this gonna be like the Jim McElwain naked laying on the shark picture that looks like Ew. Jim McElwain? But it's apparently not Jim McElwain. It's definitely Jim McElwain. It's it's gotta be, right? <laughs> I think it's a hoax. It's a hoax trying to tell people that it's not Jim McElwain. That is Jim McElwain. When he's retired from coaching, he'll he'll fess up to it. Okay, it was me, guys. Yes, I was naked rubbing my junk on a dead shark. <sighs> I, I, dude, if if you had the the skull, and and who's to say the shark was completely dead? Maybe he was just momentarily incapacitated. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was actually taken in jail where this if, is going. If you got the well, that that would probably happen. If there was a body of water around Gerald, you know that nefarious activity would be happening, but. If you got if you got some scones to get yourself photographed rubbing your junk on a shark, <laughs> buck naked out in the middle. Of, that's 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 being naked, Craig. Naked yeah, naked yeah. is is rubbing your your twigging berries all exposed uh, on a shark uh, out in the the deep blue sea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, I you know I. I I know we've we've kind of delineated the difference between naked and naked, and I guess that I can go along with you on. I wonder that. if like the great sailors of our of our time of our lifetime just looked at that McElwain photo from wherever they rest beyond this mortal world, just greatly disappointed that that's what Sea Expedition has just morphed into. It's devolved to that point where you got college football coaches rubbing their naked bodies on a shark. Yeah, just yeah. I'm going to text you that picture, Craig. I'm gonna, I may just do it every day yeah. when I wake up. Oh, yeah, that's make great. sure I text Craig the naked uh, Jim McElwain shark picture. Oh, gosh. 
I had friends that for uh, and it was a great joke, very different story. But I had friends that for months, I, a couple of my buddies, I'd get one or two texts a week of the uh, the Bobby Petrino neck brace picture where he's yeah. smiling. And he's got like the the road rash on his face. Like yes. His nose is oh, all yeah. Skinned that's, up. It's bad. But he's in the neck brace and smiling. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I even saw a meme where it's like the Akon and Lonely Island song. It's Bobby Petrino smiling oh, yeah. underneath. It says, doesn't matter. Head sex. <laughs> it's good stuff. What are you doing over there on the phone, Craig? Uh, I was um, getting also some information. I've gotten a text on getting some information down to, uh, you're going to like this. Um, our good friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Cover athlete decision? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, they were just confirming, and I was confirming back with them, shipping address. Ah, there you go. Because we will have our annual shipment of magazines from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine arriving early next month, ahead of, ahead of the new stand date, as it always is, and... We will be giving out copies on the air like we do every year. Cameron, you ever been to coaching school? I have not. You haven't made that trip. It's quite the experience. You need to go. Yeah. So uh, so that's what that Spe- was. Especially for someone that broadcasts as much high school football as you do, that's a good, it's a good networking opportunity. Yeah. It is. It is. And the, ap- and the after hours activity is about as fun as <laughs> the during hours but activity. If you, but if you go to like, you know, the exhibit hall and walk around and, as I used to call it, the world's largest convocation of bike shorts and heat balm oh, uh, back in the day. Um, but, I mean, you know, the latest in, like, blocking sleds and scoreboards and coaching. Man, you find those blocking sleds. That's where you see the old line coaches. You, you walk by there, you'll catch, a, you'll catch a, a hint of Copenhagen. Did you ever, like, walk by and have a uh, one of those – Offensive line coaches at a blocking sled, you know, say, Jeff, come here. I need I needed somebody to demonstrate. No, but I would. Have you hit the sled. I you would. would, wouldn't you? But see, this is my thing, though. But in, in every coach we've had, whether it's Todd Dodge or uh, Coach Sanders over Vandegrift, mm-hmm. whoever it is, mm-hmm. even Coach Salazar, they've all shot down my dream about making the seven-man sled great again. They're like, we just don't use the seven-man sled anymore. <laughs> like, that thing builds character, man. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fabric of the game that nobody uses anymore. So with the seven-man sled not being uh, used at all anymore, it's just sitting on a practice field collecting dust, I don't have all that much interest in uh, blocking sled demonstrations. It's all about the Crowther sled. You don't have to be very strong to, to move the Crowther, the two-man tell, sled. Tell folks the difference between that. Yeah, the Crowther sled is just a two-man sled. Yeah. Okay. I always was fascinated by the seven-man sled as opposed to the five-man well, if you're, sled. If, uh, you know what? I bet you Liberty Hill's still using the seven-man sled. You think so? Well, yeah, because nobody – Liberty Hill throws the ball, what, four or five times a year? Yeah. All your, your slot backs and most of those guys are blockers anyway. That's what – like in a wing tee, when you run in tight formations, you, know, you have your tight ends or your – I think was it your flankers maybe, I think, or your wing backs. Everybody's on the seven-man sled with the O-line. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's uh, running spread offenses now. Nobody needs a seven man sled. I I suppose. I you know that And let's be real, there's an old line coach listening right now that's like the seven man sled was just a period to just it was basically a glorified conditioning period. So basically you push that damn seven man sled until the coaches get tired of looking at you and push the seven man sled. <laughs> much more uh much more constructive work getting done on the on the crowder these days. And like Kyle Flood 
Like, if you go to a Texas practice, Kyle Flood, they use the Crowther sled a little bit, but then it's everything else is just like guys holding blocking pads, like using actual bodies. Yep. <laughs> Which, when you've got enough scholarship linemen, it's amazing how your drills can change. Well, that's true, too. That's true, the, too. the construct of them. Yeah. Uh, yes, Day Drinker, the Burger King pants that Sark wore. I'm not going to ask oh, him about yeah, the Burger King yeah, 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 pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten about those. How could, how could you forget about those? Because I have... I have a life. I mean, things go on in life. I blame those, don't let it dominate. I blame life. those pants on blowing the lead to Oklahoma. Okay, okay. But you know, I say this: if Texas had won that game, everybody would be talking about those Burger King pants as like the greatest pants of yeah. all time. They'd want Sark to wear them yeah. every game. That's true. But because of the end result of the game, you know, just burn them. I don't know. I don't imagine he wouldn't burn them. I imagine those pants were not cheap. Yeah. He didn't just go like down to TJ Maxx and get them off the rack, you know. <laughs> no, none of that was cheap. I, if you see him on game day when he comes into the stadium, yeah. Even like Sark, Sutherland, like, when's the last time you saw Sark just rock like coach's polo? Yeah, he's wearing. He's got like the vest and the dry yes, fit. He's wearing really nice stuff gear uh, when he's with any any. Any event you're seeing, like like a Texas fight, which you'll see uh, tonight. Over He'll wear Houston. a suit. He'll be in a suit. Now, it's not in Sugarland this year, is it? The one that I did last year, what, it was over at in the, was the, the golf club. Yeah, it's yeah. a barbecue place. Uh, it's da- like downtown, like on the uh, yeah. west side of downtown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of uh, 69 and I-10 yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. Not far from the Galleria and all that? Uh. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the place. Actually, no, the Galleria is yeah. I'm thinking of 610, not yeah. 669 downtown. Yeah, yeah, 69 and I-10. Yeah. Not far from Minute Maid Park. Uh, if it's 69 and, and I-10, it's just I it's north of it. You know what? I'll look That's it up just during, north of it. I'll look it up during the break. I know where you're talking about, yeah. though. It's just north of the downtown area. Hey, Astros at home? Right? No, no time. Wearing the goofy Space City Connect uniforms last night. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I love. You know, I'll I'll deal with the one or two people that I don't like texting to the show that offer nothing for texts like this. Google Maps satellite view of Liberty Hill High School shows the practice field, and it shows a six-man sled on the field. So Liberty See? Hill's not even using a seven-man sled anymore. Yeah. So there you go. Son of them. Uh, Ice Cream Maine says, Jeff, would you wear those pants to press conferences if it meant the chicken whopper came back? Dude. Hell oh, yeah. He'd be, he'd be all about Dude. it. Dude. He'd be all I'm, about it. I may lie naked next to a shark if it meant the chicken whopper was coming back. Can we move beyond <laughs> the naked segment shark full circle. thing? Yeah, let's do that. All right. All right. You, you're going to move on from it, and then you'll be, you'll be watching the Dodger game. You'll be watching Turd Ferguson getting ready to try to close it out. And then He was not good last night. You'll feel, the, you'll feel your phone buzz, and it'll be a text from me. It won't say anything. It'll just be Jim McElwain. Caleb Ferguson was shark. really good out of the bullpen all the way up till last night. I think he was tired. And he kind of got roughed up a little bit by the Twins. Uh, the game ended up going to the 12th inning. Yeah, I made it all the way to the end of it around 1 o'clock this morning. So they did, did that. Uh, Carlos Correa, by the way, did not disappoint Dodger fans. He went 0 for 4, and they booed him very loud, lustily, and mercilessly uh, all the way through each at bat. Y'all got to get over that at some point. Um, I have, uh, I, uh, you know... Uh, forgive and forget. I moved on. Uh, now, I, see, here's the I, one- I forget, but I don't forget. Dodger fans, neither. When it comes to the Astros, they neither forgive nor forget. So, yeah, they were letting uh, Correa hear about it. He's batting 201 
not by great. the way, right now. He's not having a good start to his year. And he had that, remember with the bizarre offseason where he was going to sign with the Giants mm-hmm. and then he's back at the hotel with his family and they're ready to celebrate and they're like, yeah, there's a problem with the physical. And then they had Dr. Ronnie Millsap look at the physical, and he mm-hmm. said, yeah, everything's good here. Then the Mets did the same thing because he was going to sign with the Mets. That didn't happen. So he wound up back with the Twins after that. Yeah, uh, Dodgers went on a walk-off walk last night in the bottom of the 12th. Uh, Trace Thompson, the younger brother of Clay Thompson of the Warriors, Trace able to draw a bases-loaded walk uh, to win the game last night. So so we found the one thing I would not do if it yes. was the return of the chicken waffle. And that is? I, I would not do naked gardening with the buck. Uh, yeah. yeah. Got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, I'm glad to hear I don't you. have a lot of dignity left, but what little I do have left, I want to make sure I protect it. All right, let me, let me ask this to you, since, since you have such, uh, such enmity for, uh, for uh, the bustling metropolis of Gerald. By the way, somebody asked on the text line, who was our other rival other than Gerald? It would be uh, Johnson City. It's a really big that's rival. A, that's a bit of a roadie there. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So if if the Burger King and Gerald was the only one to have God. the Chicken Whopper, oh, man. and they brought the Chicken Whopper back, but only to the location in Gerald, would you go to Gerald and sit down in the Burger King, not drive through, not order off the app, or you could order off the app, but it's inside dining. Would you sit down and eat yourself a chicken whopper at the Burger King in Gerald? No, you know why? Because somebody's probably staking that place out oh. waiting for me to go in. All right, stop. I'm going to eat poisoned meat. If they, it, now, I'm just saying, you know. You, you if I can the, guarantee that my gastrointestinal tract will be unharmed, then yes, I'll do it. Well, you take that under advisement every time you walk into a Burger King. I mean, you know. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. They're not a sponsor of the show, are they? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> up next, uh, we'll have our Flex 30 update, and we'll also have our second hour Longhorn Notebook when we continue to light the tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Glad to have you with us here on this Tuesday. Hope it's gone well for you. And even though you may be in the same spot as Steely Dan today and having to do some dirty work, we hope it works better for you there. But... We sally forth, and up next is our daily dose of the Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Yesterday, we congratulated all of uh, the uh, state qualifiers and those who won state championships in boys and girls track and field. Going to add a little uh, congratulations, or at least partial, because it's not over yet. But UIL girls state golf championships going on. Vandegrift on top of the 6A. 
They've been second place the last two years. They have a chance to win the state title. Junior Sidney Givens and uh, Danica Lundgren have led the way. They're in first place after the first round there at Legacy Hills. Uh, Givens tied for the individual lead with Lake Travis senior Kate Picaro, who also shot a 68. Uh, Vandegrift with a three-shot lead over Kingwood going into today's second round. So there's that. Of course, the boys is coming up next week. And, uh, you know, uh, Callan Oaks is going to be retiring. What a job he's done as uh, head uh, the boys golf coach at Westlake. Yeah. Tremendous. Uh, just to let you know, here's what this dude has done. Yep. 18 district championships, 17 regional championships, eight state team championships, 2009, 2010, 2014, and then, yes, 17, 18, 19, 21, and 22. They're going for their sixth straight state title. The Shaps are in golf. They have a 68 tournament winning streak from 2016 to 2023 with a record of 73 and 1 over the last 74 tournaments played today. And the Westlake Boys golf team has played in the state tournament in 18 of his 20 seasons as head coach. Westlake has won more state titles in golf with 12 and more invitational tournaments than any other school in 6A history in the state of Texas. Not a bad resume, Craig. Nope. Nope. And uh, this is going to be uh, his last year, uh, his final year as uh, head coach. So he's he's done a tremendous job. And they're going to be a favorite again, obviously, next. But we'll keep an eye on Vandegrift today and see if they wind up winning there. Okay. Now uh, to the baseball side of it. And um, there's this, you know, great deal of anticipation building up. We have a little more clarity on some sites and times. Yesterday, Jeff, we had our good friend, MJ from Hearn. When we were rattling off what we knew, because, Cam, yesterday we knew for Westlake and for Lake Travis, excuse me, for Westlake and Round Rock, what, game one is at Chapfield, right? That's that's on Thursday night? Uh, game was at Round Rock. Game, oh, game two is at Westlake, game okay. three at Concordia. Yeah, okay. So there's that. Uh, have we seen the Lake Travis Johnson yeah. arrangements? Game one at Concordia, 7 p.m. Game Thursday. two. Yes, yes, Thursday. Game two will be at um, Northside ISD Stadium, which is in San Antonio, good ballpark, at 7 o'clock. And then game three, if necessary, at Dripping Springs at 2 p.m. Okay, uh, Cedar Park and Rouse. As he pulls it up there. So they only have game one so far scheduled, which is going to be at Concordia on Friday at 7 p.m. looks like. I'm guessing they're still trying to figure out what the game rest two of it. game three will be. Okay. All right. Okay. And now to MJ's question. Remember last week, Jeff, when we were talking about um, the uh, about Mumford? And, and it was, actually, you were out that day. We were talking about Mumford. Right, because I don't remember Mumford coming up. Yeah, uh, well, Mumford came up and... And and Cam, to his credit, said, I have no idea where that is. Well, was Calvert not up for discussion? <laughs> no. But you've been through Mumford. You've seen they've got an outstanding complex. Yeah. Okay. We, we, talk, we have talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And and Mumford is, you know, between Hearn and College Station. That's why MJ was saying. And MJ, by the way, my apologies. I, at the time, I wasn't thinking. All you have to do is go straight out of town, and then you wind up hitting 50 to go south to Mumford. I don't know why I said go out 
691 over to Blackjack, and you go through there out to east of there. As we know, that's due east like you're heading to Wheelock. I know better than that. Anyway, it's it's south of there. Uh, but you go you go down uh, 50 to, uh, to go down to Mumford. Outstanding baseball complex. You've seen it, Jeff. It's out in the middle of nowhere there in Mumford. And here's your good news, MJ. You asked, yes, at that palace. Georgetown and Montgomery Lake Creek are playing their entire best of three series there, right? Yeah, all at 7 o'clock. And then game three, if that's a series, will be at 2 p.m. So got some baseball there for you, MJ, from her. 7 o'clock Friday, uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock Friday, and if necessary, game three, 2 o'clock Saturday. It's just down the road from Hearn to Mumford. So, yeah. So there you are with that. And a double check, Craig, a quick update on the Cedar Park Rouse series. That yep. may just be a one-gamer, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm double-checking it, but that okay. may just be just a, a one-game series to decide who advances out of the regional quarterfinals. Okay. Cedar, and that, if Rouse won the flip, that makes sense because Cedar Park defeated Rouse twice this year in district play each by one run. So if Rouse won the flip to decide they want to do a three-game series, a one-game series, no surprise the Raiders is going to go for one game and try and pull off the upset. Okay. All right. And we'll try to get some confirmation on that here momentarily. Uh, yep. Somebody else just texted in just what you just said just okay. now. One game. That's what the team website says. So it's a one-gamer there on Thursday. It is a Friday. Friday, right? Yeah, just Friday at Concordia. Friday at Concordia. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so... Uh, Coach Scooby says, hey, Cam, I'm going to be at the game Thursday. Try to come by and say hi to you before the broadcast. Do it. Said it'll be an interesting scene. My son has his spring football game at 5, and I believe the varsity follows that. So both may be going on right at the same time. I'm not 100% sure about that, but so. Yeah, I believe the football game is at 5.30. And, of course, Craig, Dragon Stadium is right next to where Round Rock plays their baseball. So if you're going to that game Parking is going to be very limited. At a premium? Yeah. So you could, like, park across the street at Hoodies, go in and have a big old sub, and then walk across there. Well, apparently they tell your car if you do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I will be checking out Hoodies, though. You're probably you're probably only a limited to amount of time, even if you're a paying customer. Yeah. That would make sense. I would understand that. For the texters that I believe they can just play one game at this point in the playoffs. Not true. All the way through the quarterfinals, you can do best of three. And then... Uh, and then uh, the, the semifinals and the finals, obviously, are single games on that. So, yeah. And somebody said, how about Adrian Allenies hunting, trying to hunt down back-to-back state championships with those Sinton Pirates. Had a big win over Cal Allen last week. So, yeah. So, there it is. Their top-ranked team in the country. Yeah. Not just good. the state, in the country. Yeah. They're, they're pretty doggone good, those Pirates. All right. There it is. Your Flex 30 update for today. Time now for a second hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Uh, well, I was out. You guys mentioned the good news with Jabari Rice got elevated to the NBA yes, combine out of the uh, the G League showcase. Very cool. And and by the way, on the heels of that, somebody asking, what's Tyrese doing? Uh, he's got until the end of the month to yeah. officially make his decision. So, yeah. But I... All indications are that he's going to come back. So I don't because he's not been invited. Right, he was not invited to the combine. Um, seen some buzz that maybe a, maybe a late second round pick at this point. I, I think he would need to to shoot it better uh, yeah. than he did this past season. Which actually, if you look at his three point percentages, he actually shot the ball much better from three this year than he did his freshman year at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. But still, a, a lot of room to grow there. Uh, Craig, I think if anybody had any hope, so Jabari Rice. Got invited to the combine. He might get drafted. Craig Jabari might get drafted in the second round at some point, or at the very least, 
he'll be a guy to watch in the summer league. I, I think he's going to be a guy that, that teams will be really interested in maybe getting on a two-way contract or him getting there at yeah. some point. Uh, just with the, the year he had and then the postseason he had, he went to the Portsmouth Invitational. He was the MVP there. And then obviously getting elevated throughout the combine process speak, uh, bodes well for his future. Anybody that had any hope that Dylan Mitchell was going to come back to Texas for another year probably could have waved goodbye to that after his workout yesterday. This is Jonathan Giovanni from uh, ESPN. Does a great job covering the draft from Twitter, and he had some video to go with it. Dylan Mitchell didn't make or take a single three at Texas this year, so a little surprising how well he shot the ball at the NBA Draft Combine today. Both off the dribble and with his feet set, seems to have more potential here than previously indicated. And when you look at what he did in terms of the measurements that he put up, mm-hmm. uh, just his some of his numbers, I just had those in front of me, and I don't know what happened to him. Uh, but I think in during the three-point shooting drills, I believe he finished 16 of 25 shooting threes in, in those drills. Pretty yesterday. impressive. Yeah, and this is a guy that, you know, nobody knew. Yeah, 16 for 25 on threes. Nobody really knew what his offensive game was going to be because it, it, it's interesting, Craig. He didn't really get a lot of chances to show it, but when you look at how this team was constructed, if you were going to give Dylan Mitchell more shots – who are you taking shots away from? You gonna take mm-hmm. shots away from Jabari Rice? You gonna take shots away from Marcus Carr? You gonna take shots away from Dylan DeSue as good as he was playing down the back stretch of the season? So it's just one of those seasons that it just worked out the way it did. Uh, but here's how he measured Craig: six seven and three quarters, so basically six eight, uh, a six ten wingspan. Uh, hand length eight and a quarter inch. Standing reach was eight feet nine inches. Weight one hundred ninety three pounds. Uh, he's, they've got his times listed. Standing vertical, just standing vertical, mm-hmm. no movement or anything. Thirty and a half inches, a thirty seven inch vertical jump, and then like I said, sixteen for twenty five from three. He has helped himself about as much as any prospect in the draft pool uh, during the combine. And you know when you look at some of the names that. Uh, Texas was potentially looking at, you know, could Dylan Mitchell Mitchell come back? I think that's probably wave goodbye. I think a guy like Julian Phillips out of Tennessee that's in the portal, uh, he's had a really good combine. So when you're looking at this pool of guys, guys that have entered their name into the transfer portal, they're in the portal, but they're still going through the draft process. That pool of guys that Texas might have gone after, including getting Dylan Mitchell to come back, it seems like it's shrinking a little bit. I'll give you one name, though, Craig, Okay, that seems to – I think this guy's probably going to end up coming back to college. Arthur Kaluma from Creighton. It's a really mm. interesting name, really good player. Uh, haven't heard a ton of buzz about him being a first-round pick, but that's a name that I would think if, if he's in the portal so Texas can recruit him. But if he ends up coming back – if I'm Roddy Terry and the staff, I'm I'm all over that guy. Sure, absolutely. If he decides to come back, I, I think so. I think so. That makes a lot of sense. So, again, that pool might be shrinking again, but that's the pool of guys that Texas is looking at right now. That next wave that we talked about, guys that are still going through the draft process, but have put their names into the transfer portal. So, and I'll uh, hopefully get a chance to catch up with Rodney Terry about that tonight. Uh, when I talked to him down in San Antonio. It's one of those deals you don't know when the paperwork has been processed through compliance or not, so I didn't know that I could ask about uh, Zarek and Yemma and Kendall Weaver, but I'll be doing that tonight. We'll have some on those guys tomorrow. And then, you know, pick his brain a little bit about the draft process. And he's been in contact. I know he's been in contact with Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell both. The contact with those guys and the staff has been 
constant. It's been good throughout this whole process. So uh, there's been that chance, but I think that chance for Dylan Mitchell to come back is, is waning. Because, Craig, at some point, whether it's early second round, late first round, uh, of course, if you want to go in the first round because you get that guaranteed contract. But I think even if Dylan Mitchell's an early second round pick, somebody's going to give him some kind of guarantee, put him on a two-way deal, whatever it is. Um, don't hold out. Don't hold your breath on Dylan Mitchell coming back to the 40 acres is basically what I'm saying here. Okay. Yeah. Well, you wish him well. Um, you know, it, 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 uh, you know, I, it, there was a long time and I think this three point shooting thing helps his cause in case for sure. Yeah. Because for a long time, Dylan was not on any draft boards. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't on any draft boards because NBA scouts had not seen enough of his offensive game. Yeah. So getting an opportunity then to show some of the things that he could do, then yeah, then then maybe it makes a difference there. So hey, by the way, Arthur Kaluma, uh, in case you're not familiar with him, uh, six seven two twenty five. He is from the state of Arizona, so obviously Arizona. And we've got other schools that would be a big player for him. Should be a big player for him if he decides to come back. Uh, last season at Creighton in the regular season, about 12 points a game, shot over 40% from the field, six rebounds, 1.6 assists. In the postseason, those numbers went up, still around 11 points, shot 50% from the field, almost seven rebounds per game and two assists per game. So talk about a front court player that can give you some versatility. He would definitely fit that bill. Yep, I think so. I, I think that's somebody you could help out. Okay, uh, coming up, we got a few more items to get to, and uh, we'll get to that coming up. <laughs> George, let us know that Sinton, by the way, is 32-1. and one. Yeah, that's how good the Pirates are again this year. They don't even have Rylan Galvan catching for them this year, <laughs> and they're that good. All right, we'll be back uh, with a few final items before we wrap it up here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. We're done for the program today. Now, here's the lowdown. Jeff will be headed for Houston for the Texas fight rally tonight. So you'll be there, yep. right? Going to go record the Blitz and then mm. head that way. And then Jeff will be back in tomorrow with Cam. I will be out tomorrow as I try to get my house livable again. Uh, but uh, I'll be back in on uh, Thursday morning. So... We'll look forward to uh, visiting with you at that time. We invite you to stay tuned because up next, Chad and Zay. For our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker, and for my co-host, Jeff Howe, I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us, and we'll visit with you next time on Light the Tower. <laughs>